0: This is 99% Invisible. I'm Roman Mars. Hello, we are anonymous. Over the years, we have been watching you. First off, we should describe what anonymous is.
1: It's not an organization, it is a non-organization.
0: A sort of ever-changing band of individuals.
1: Sometimes described as hackers or hacktivists or free expression zealots or just internet troublemakers.
0: You can't even call them a group.
1: I tend to call them a phenomenon.
0: We are anonymous. And for someone who writes extensively about brands and brand identity, Rob Walker became intrigued.
1: My name is Rob Walker. I'm a contributing writer for the New York Times Magazine and for Design Observer.
0: Because this non-group called Anonymous somehow created its own visual identity. That was so compelling and immediately recognizable, which is a task that corporations or political campaigns
1: spend millions and millions of dollars to achieve. And uh, these people seem to have done something very effective. Without any organization or any budget or even any coherent
0: (laughs) plan. There are two basic images used for Anonymous. One is a logo.
1: A headless figure in a suit juxtaposed against a kind of world map that's very blatantly derived from the United Nations globe logo with a question mark where his head should be.
0: The other major visual image is a mask.
1: Uh, that is a sort of stylized visage based on Guy Fawkes, although no one really recognizes Guy Fawkes.
0: It's the mask worn by the protagonist in the graphic novel and then movie, V for Vendetta. The original mask design was by the artist David Lloyd, and it comes in handy when you're trying to stay anonymous in the real world.
1: And that has sort of leached over into uh, just street protests in general.
0: Street protests like the non-affiliated Occupy Wall Street movement. Anonymous has its roots in the anonymous postings on the slash b slash message board on 4chan.org.
1: I would openly discourage your listeners from visiting the slash b slash message board.
0: (laughs) Yeah, some things you just can't unsee. It's really pretty harsh. But Anonymous came together as a kind of movement when they decided to take on the Church of Scientology.
1: There was an embarrassing video of Tom Cruise that people were posting and people representing the Church of Scientology were uh, taking it down. We are the authorities on getting people off drugs. We are the authorities on the mind. And people associated with Anonymous had a problem with that because of their kind of general free expression point of view and decided that they would band together and keep reposting that video. And then that sort of escalated into what else can we do to basically cause problems for the Church
0: of Scientology. It was an ominous YouTube video produced by a small subset of Anonymous, where a more unified voice began to form.
1: I was absolutely blown away by this video. It's directed to the Church of Scientology. It's not directed to the world at large. It just sort of says, you know, attention, Church of Scientology, we are Anonymous, and here's what we have to say, and we're coming after you, and we recognize you as a formidable opponent, but we're going to take you down... And the visuals, it's just sort of rolling clouds over buildings. And there's this kind of ominous music playing in the background. And the voiceover is this robot voice.
0: Which turned out to be an online at and text-to-speech translator.
1: But it sounds really creepy.
0: <laughs> there are a few notable moments and turns of phrase in the video, but the first one to grab Rob's attention said,
1: We are anonymous and we're going to do this for the good of your own followers, for the good of mankind, and for our own amusement. For the mankind and for our own enjoyment. Which just sort of like really encapsulates this like we're righteous and we just sort of feel like doing this right now because we find it fun. Which is really kind of a scary combination of ideas. The
0: video ends with what has become the anonymous tagline.
1: And parts of this tagline I learned had been kind of floating around on 4chan at Slash B slashboard.
0: We are anonymous. We are legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. Expect us.
1: Expect us is so like, you know, you just almost immediately want to sort of freeze up at your keyboard and look over your shoulder to see if they're there.
0: Around the same time as this video, the aforementioned headless suit man in front of the UN flag logo was created, again using elements that have been floating around the slash b slash board for quite some time. They also created a website, and all this because a media-savvy member of Anonymous warned the others that if they didn't brand themselves, someone else would do it for
2: them. You need some kind of a solid identity to present to the press because they're going to gonna come up with their own if you don't, and you want to control that message.
0: Rob Walker got the inside story of the early days of Anonymous from Greg Hausch, who was part of the early planners of various Anonymous actions.
2: You could say directing uh, the action, but, you know, with Anonymous, everyone knows that you can only make suggestions, and if they're good enough and people like them, they'll do it. But they could have easily been ignored.
1: In the process of being as bombastic as they could toward Scientology, They sort of accidentally created this ominous self-image that is simultaneously scary but also very attractive, I
0: think. So this video that they did took off. Currently, it has over four and a half million views. And they decided that the next logical step was street protest.
2: We decided right then and there, that that's what we're going to ask everyone to do. We're going to send the internet outside. People are leaving their mother's basements. But...
1: By this point, there was sort of legal stuff in motion where the Church of Scientology was really going after noms.
2: The first thing that came to my mind was, "Okay, oh crap, uh, we're going to need to cover our faces.
0: So we need a mask. What mask should we use? And We
2: build a short list of, you know, the V mask.
0: He means the V for Vendetta mask.
2: That's kind of symbolic. Uh, a Batman mask. The actual one that came in kind of second in our voting that night was uh, old school masquerade mask where you would actually hold the little stick and hold it up. And we came up with like five or six masks.
0: And then they got really pragmatic about their choice.
2: We called around to comic book shops and costume shops in most of the major cities of the world, from Paris to London to uh, New York to L.A., I mean, everywhere. And we asked, you know, do you have any of these? And, you know, what do they cost? And the one thing we found was nearly every costume and comic book shop on this planet had that beef for Vendetta version of the Guy Fawkes mask for six to ten dollars, depending on your local currency. And um, it was just, it was okay, there we go. It's available, it is cheap, and it's in every city in the world. Not only do we like it, but it's the right choice.
1: And basically the upshot is, enough people went along with that, that the day after these Scientology protests happened, there were photos and videos of people wearing this mask all over the place, and it just caught fire. It was a powerful thing that people sort of saw it and said, that's anonymous.
0: Another quality of the V for Vendetta mask is that it has its own twisted version of a Mona Lisa smile that you can't quite figure out if he's laughing or mean or laughing at you in a mean way. And I think
1: having fun and menace, you know, it's not really that surprising that those two ideas (laughs) would be linked. It is a statement of anonymity, of personal privacy, but it's also a statement of wild freedom of expression and absolutely through a combination of mirth and
0: menace. So when I ask Rob Walker why he thinks these two images, the headless suit man and the V for Vendetta mask, work, he gives two basic reasons. One is that they're just graphically pleasing.
1: Sometimes what hangs people up is like, what is your empirical proof that this is good? And it's like, well, I don't really have any empirical proof. I, what I have is I look at it and I say, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> and the second reason is that the two symbols are easy to manipulate.
1: With very simple graphics programs, you can put the Guy Fox mask thing over the headless suit guy, or you can manipulate these things in any number of ways, which is a strategy that a traditional, say, corporate brand or political campaign would maybe not be so into. But in this case, there was no creative brief. There was no set of brand standards. People just seem to intuitively know that you can play around with these things and draw on the power of them, but make them your own. And in the making them your own, you're doing it in a way that rebounds back to the original images and makes them even stronger.
0: And that's just like the message board meme culture that spawned anonymous to begin with you can make the images your own and be one of them or use it for your own purposes and have nothing to do with anonymous at all no one will know the difference and these icons and anonymous will live on 99 percent invisible was produced this week by rob walker and me roman mars it's based off an article that rob wrote for slate i'll have a link on the website this program is made possible with support from lunar making a difference with creativity it's a project of kalw 91.7 local public radio in san francisco the american institute of architects in san francisco and the center for architecture and design 99 invisible is distributed by prx the public radio exchange making public radio more public find out more at prx.org The program intern is named Sam Greenspan. You can find the show and like the show on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Roman Mars, or you can just join us at the website, 99percentinvisible.org.